Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. I'm your host, Mark, and uh, I'm excited for another episode. We got two short stories, which means two guests. Introducing Oblerone. Oh, hello, guys. Hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm enjoying my week off. I've got lots of things to do. Nice. This is the second time we've been able to podcast together, so I'm really excited to kind of carry this on a little bit. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to get into this. Cool. Uh, so the two short stories we are going to be reading today are called The Moon Eaters by Thurston, and the second one is Commander Shadowstar by Armet. The Moon Eaters by Thurston. The Moon Eaters chapter is of an unknown founding, but dates back to at least 825 M39. Their homeworld is the feudal world of Redacted, but a gene stealer cult uprising caused saw the Terran High Fleet behemoth bearing down on the world and scouring the planet's surface of all organic matter, but were fought off before the underground fortress monastery of the chapter was discovered. Since this incident, the chapter felt they had to launch a galaxy-spanning crusade to earn repentance in the Emperor's name. Since then, they have purged gene-stealer uprisings wherever they may be found, and providing the population deems without corruption will take the planet's best warriors and ascend them to space marines. Whilst they were on their crusade, their home planet were corrupted by chaos cultists of Zinch and has since been subjected to exterminalis by Inquisitor Trenios of the Ordo Malus after the cultists tried to summon the twin demon princess Sal Akrol and Ko Kagul. Due to an overactive Betcher's Betcher's gland, they are constantly drooling. They use their spittle to load into jars so that they may break them onto the enemies as a last result to melt armor and rip out the enemy's major organs. They have an unknown progenitor, but are speculated to be a Space Wolf's successor chapter, although they are specifically known to not drink from the Canis Helix and are not known to suffer from the curse of the Wolfen 
but there have been multiple brothers of the chapter to suddenly go insane in the middle of a battle, often breaking from the gun line. The chapter creates in mid-battle to rip bio beasts apart with only bolters and chainsword. This is a chapter I created to specifically deal with gene stealers and tyranids. Their heraldry uses a blue torso and bone white limbs. Their strategic designation is displayed on their left pauldron. Battle line squads with an arrow in the center and blue shoulders. Fire support with a flame in the center and red shoulder. Close support with an X with arrows on each point and a purple shoulder and veterans with a crux with dark green shoulders. Standard Battle Brothers wear a blue helmet, sergeants red, veterans half blue, half white. Veteran sergeants red with a white vertical stripe. Lieutenants with a blue helm and a red and white vertical stripe and captains with a black helm. Apothecaries wear white, chaplains black and tech marines wear red. They favor flamer weapons and as of yet have no primaris. All right. Very cool. Um, okay, so basically, what is in this planet's water that there's so many cult uprisings? What are they drinking, you think? Hmm. Must be some kind of, I don't know, uh, some kind of organic matter or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I said. Organic matter. Hmm. <laughs> weird, uh, weird. Like, tyranids splooging in the waters and it's just creating this weird... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, in Sweden, we do have a saying, don't eat yellow snow. Um, <laughs> maybe not just pick up things that you find on the ground. Or uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's some good advice. We have a similar saying in Canada for sure, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes you like yeah. to get adventurous. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the, the I kind of want to see these uh, these models if it has any models, of course. I'd like to definitely see some of them uh, yeah. being painted up. I, I always like when people include like I know it's kind of bland to read, but like the organization of things like uh, the shoulder guard on this pad is this color, and you know the yeah, yeah. The, the helmet markings actually mean something. Um, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I noticed in there, he didn't mention librarians. Like he's like apothecaries wear white, chaplains wear black, tech marines wear red. Do mm. they not have librarians? I wonder. Uh, well, space wolves are not known to have any librarians, for so far as I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of brings us into the another can of worms. So they're like a space wolf successor, but they have none of the space wolf kind of quarks we'll call them yeah um, yeah they don't drink from the canis helix so are they space wolves then because yeah I, like yeah you, i just oh. wonder like i don't know it just seems like one of those details where you're putting it in but there's no not you but it's being put in without any real rhyme or reason like you could have just inserted any chapter at that point if there's no genetic yeah. markers of being space wolves yeah. uh yeah. but whatever you know um there's people messing around with gene seed nowadays i've been told and they're doing mm. they're just doing wonders with it mm, yeah uh, something called primaris prayer <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, oh. the, 
the one part that maybe could be like space wolfy is that they drool a lot and maybe that's kind of the the dog <laughs> reference he's drooling oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go there's always a dog <laughs> reference in the space wolf episode <laughs> found it <laughs> yep there it is <laughs> oh yeah um, no in general it was quite okay a little bit of a hard to read at the start because of punctuation but i think in general it was pretty good yeah yeah the, the the crazy thing is like i know some people that listen to lorehammer english isn't their first language and then they yeah. write these listener lores and it's like okay that's yeah. a run-on sentence but i know it's not your first language so good for you yeah. anyways man incredible yeah. work yeah 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 definitely like it's not my first language either and the i think it's sometimes i will will hear in my in my speech but uh mm. Writing oh. is something I at least try to try to do properly. Uh, yeah, hmm. read it a few times over before you submit something. That's definitely what that, <laughs> what a, a tip that I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very cool. I don't know if I have anything else about this one. Just a nice, simple little Space Marine chapter. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, I'm wondering if the he has friends that play Tyranids and. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, gene stealers. So. Yeah, he must. He must. Or he's yeah. like just playing himself, sad and lonely. But that we don't want to think about that. And he's just battling <laughs> his own armies in the dead of night. No. Oh, no. oh, if you need a friend, I play TTS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hop on the Discord. Well, yeah. Yeah. Face exactly. Oberon's knights. Exactly. I will not go brutal like I did with the last guy I did. Oh. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing The Moon Eaters by Thurston. Um, the next story we are going to be reading is Commander Shadowstar by Armet. Commander Shadowstar, previously known as Shas-O Uvasha of the Valora Steppe, was also commander during the Force Sphere of Expansion, who escaped from the warp back into the real space through the Startide Nexus, landing on Yovai in the regional frontier of the Nemir Atoll. With his cadre, they were able to take the planet with ease. Years later, a death guard armada assaulted Namir Atoll, intent on gaining access to the Star Tide. Whilst Shadow Sun's forces were kept busy defending the other planets in the system, Shas-O Yuvasha forces were forced to hold the planet alone. With wave after wave or demons and plague marines assaulting the Tau cities, he knew that eventually the defenses would fall unless they changed the battle or the balance of this battle. He commanded that the forces go on the offense and with the tactical precision, they pushed through the assault, shattering through the line of death guard. Pushing forward, he and his cadre were able to reach the chaos lord in command. With iron rain tearing through his subordinates, Yuvash was able to shoot through the leg of the lord, crippling him. This allowed him the time to get close to get the who was crawling to his scythe as the final shot was about to be taken. The Chaos Lord struck the shield of Yuvasha's near tearing him in twine. With the Chaos Lord weapon stuck in the shield, quickly Yuvasha pinned the Lord onto the floor with his chest, with his foot on his chest. The killing blow was taken, splattering blood up on the left leg of the commander. As the Death Guard withdrew and Shadow Sun's forces began, or forces being able to reconvene with Yuvasha, 
she gave him the name Shatterstar to symbolize their victory under his command, having a red streak on their left leg armor representing the blood of the Chaos Lord. Very cool. Okay, so that was the story. Very quick, but a couple nice things. Like, he painted a very clear picture of where and how space this happened. The Nimitar Atoll is a real place. Um, Same with, like, the Startide Nexus and stuff. And, like, the whole Death Guard campaign, that all actually happened as well. All right. It's nice that he didn't, like, make it a named Death Guard character, as far as I'm aware. Like, he didn't, like... And then they fought Mortarion and were able to fight Mortarion's yeah. forces back. Yeah, or or Typhus or yeah, any any of the exactly just keeping it unnamed because I, I it is being told from the eyes of the Tau uh, means like if you're fighting, you're not gonna stop fighting and be like, hey, what's your name, dude? <laughs> <laughs> How do I know who the hell I'm fighting? It doesn't matter. You're just <laughs> killing because you want to stay alive. Yeah. So. Uh, I like, too, that, uh, you know, this commander, he was originally doing uh, the Kanva. Con- con- hmm. There's the two types of uh, Tau tactics. There's, like, the defensive one, and he realized that that wasn't working. Then he switched to the Mont Tau kind of one where it's like the aggressive one um yeah, yeah it's just you know they're basically yeah those two types of tau so the ones <laughs> that apparently like to run up and fuck stuff up and not <laughs> yeah okay no, that's cool I, I really don't know all too much about tau i they're fascinating but i've never really gone too much into them uh, in, especially not their fighting style or anything like that so uh... Yeah, the one is like the killing blow, and the other, it's just on the tip of my mind, but whatever. Yeah, very Um, cool. Yeah, and Uh, then what I really like, too, is you can translate this lore directly into the models as well. I kind of look for that kind of thing, too, where you you look at the model, and then you're like, hey, why do they have blood splattered on their one leg? It opens up that conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, Yeah. I think what I'd like to see is actually what kind of a suit uh, is he using to be mm. able to overpower a Chaos Lord, though. Yeah, yeah, just standard crisis suit or maybe something a little more fun, maybe a Taunar supremacy battle suit, the big yeah, Forge World yeah. one. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I would like to see your army. That's, that's always what I get from these listener lords. I want to see your army. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So... If you guys listen to your lore on here, make sure you come on to our Discord. There's links in the show notes and stuff. But you can come on the Discord, post pictures of your army. People would love to see what you guys are working on. Yeah, that's true. I love seeing models, uh, and especially if they have a story attached to them. Yeah, cool. Well, those were short, sweet, and uh, just perfectly what we needed to get us to work this morning. I hope you guys enjoyed the daily show. Uh, Oblerone, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do this again sometime, I'm sure. I'm definitely keen for another try. Cool. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, see you on the next episode. Bye.
Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.